0: Welcome to Master of Me Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Rasmussen. Thank you so much for joining me once again this week. I am delighted to be able to share something with you that I think you're going to find very fascinating. I find it very fascinating. This is one of those things that people really come to me my clients come to me with this as a problem to be solved on a regular basis this is something that i hear people complain about this is something i hear people frustrated with and so i think that it's going to be really a topic that you'll enjoy today's topic is the topic of habits how do we overcome our habits How do we create any new habit that we want? So let's just dive right in, shall we? There's a little little pattern that we can follow, and it's a very simple pattern. And this pattern will explain what's happening in that gray matter between our ears, okay? (laughs) So it goes like this, TFA thoughts, equal feelings, equal actions. Okay. So when we are working with our thoughts, which then create our feelings and our actions, and we bring awareness to that, that is the first step to creating the change that we want to create a new habit or to stop something we don't want. Okay. So this is exciting, because all of us have the power to be able to utilize this easy, I shouldn't say easy, this simple system, okay? Anything that's worth doing requires work and effort, right? So let's look at how this is um, available to us in our daily lives, okay? So let's take a look at advertising, for example. Have you ever had the experience where you're driving down the highway and maybe you're running some errands in town whatever it may be you're recognizing that it's close to lunchtime or maybe you're feeling a little bit uh, grumbly in the stomach whatever it may be and you see a sign that has a picture of the most delicious meal that you could think of when it comes to fast food Now, I don't like fast food in the fact that I always feel sick after eating it. But that doesn't matter because my reactive brain, that lower brain, the brain stem, doesn't care what my stomach feels. That reactive brain just wants the satisfaction of something now. So what happens is I see the sign and the thoughts come into my mind, oh, that looks good, oh, I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten and I need to run here and I need to get that and I need to pick up something else. I really don't have time to be um, running home for lunch and of course my kids finished off the snacks in the car so I don't have anything healthy to grab. So I start rationalizing and thinking through my thoughts as I'm already driving in that direction and those thoughts create feelings inside of me and I start salivating, I start thinking about those hot french fries with a bit of salt on them, that juicy burger. And before you know it, I'm sitting in the drive-through and I'm handing my card and they're handing me the hot bag and I'm thinking, that was such a rip-off, why did I just spend but it smells good. And I'm pulling over to kind of get this in me, right? To eat. And I'm and so enjoying it the first few bites, probably the first three bites. And then that's when my proactive brain, my upper brain, kicks in and's like, What are you doing? You hate how you feel when you do this. Why are you doing this again? Okay, so now you know I've experienced this before. Have you ever had that happen to you? Or maybe it's not fast food, maybe it's something else, but that's one of the ways that advertising gets us, right? Even it could be a cute outfit in the window of a store or home decor, oh my gosh, home decor is so hard to turn away from, right? You see it in the window and it's displayed so beautifully and you just think, oh, that would look so nice in this spot in my house. And then you get those feelings of, oh, and I would feel so happy and my friends would love it. And all of these rational thoughts of justification come in because that's how sales world works is you purchase off of emotion and then you justify it with the upper brain um until a little bit later maybe then you have some of that buyer's remorse right not always sometimes it's a good purchase but generally it's a good purchase when you introduce that proactive and thinking brain earlier on so where is another place that we might experience this I find that we experience this a lot of my clients mentioned to me that they experience this event when they have to do something and that's the word they use i have to do this and i have to do that when something feels like a chore and a responsibility that they're locked into so this again they come downstairs they see the dishes they see the kids have left clothes on the floor or they see their husband's running shoes laying out or they see the craft that they working, were working on the night before that they forgot about, whatever it may be. They see all of these things, then they get those feelings of, "Ugh, I don't want to have to clean this up. I'm cleaning up after everybody else. Why can't everyone just pick up after themselves? And they start bringing in feelings of negativity and frustration and finger-pointing type thoughts, which then creates an action, just like when we showed up in the drive through. This though is an action that goes one of two ways. Either we start picking it all up, but we have a very negative attitude and grumpiness with it. Or we are one of those people that's just like, oh my gosh, OCD, I have to clean this house. And they just start going and don't even think about it. For a second thought, they don't care about whining because that just takes more energy. (laughs) Okay. So As you can see in both of these examples, we have thoughts leading to feelings, leading to actions. Now, if you are wanting to create a new habit or you are wanting to break a habit, and I'm not expecting perfection here, um, no matter how much you practice, each habit has its own little system that it runs, its own little loop. Um, But you will start to recognize a pattern in how you purchase, a purchasing pattern, that you'll start to recognize the loop. And so when you bring that awareness in, you can actually catch yourself and go, oh, I'm doing that thing again, right? So you can watch for that. So when you'd like to create a new habit or break an old habit that has maybe been your pet that you love and has been with you for years, the first thing that you need to work on is your thoughts. And the first step in working on your thoughts is bringing awareness to your thoughts. So about 80% of the time, we function from the reactive brain in the brainstem. So have you ever had that experience where you have been driving somewhere and you don't remember getting there? I do this all the time. So for example, oh, and, I don't know if you've had this experience. So one time, um, actually this has happened more than once. So I go to the gym every morning, six days a week. And so I drive the exact same way every single time. But on Sundays, I take my family and we go to church. We start out the same way, but then we branch off and go a different direction. And there's been several times when we've been heading to church and we keep driving to the gym. (laughs) And we don't realize it until we've passed the turnoff, right? So it's because we're on autopilot and so that's kind of a good analogy for that. So 80% of the time we're working on autopilot, right? Uh, Making the kids lunches. Sometimes you'll find stuff in weird places as well. We found jam in the cupboard the other day instead of in the fridge. This used to happen to me when I was pregnant all the time. Um, But to get back and focused on thoughts, feelings, and actions... I think you kind of grasped where I was going with those ideas. Let's look at, again, so the first step is to bring awareness. Okay, so bringing awareness does not mean being judgmental. If you're judging yourself, and I'm going to do a separate podcast on this, but we really need to think about the words that we are speaking to ourselves and how powerful words are. Um, but bringing awareness means coming with curiosity, okay? That's really, really important, and I'm sure that you have heard this idea before. It's very, like, a foundational principle when it comes to coaching. So if you've ever talked to or listened to any other podcasts with coaches, they'll talk about coming with curiosity instead of judgment. And it's actually fun to be able to create this curiosity in the space of judgment towards other people as well. It makes for a much happier life. So what you're going to do is you're first first going to make a note or write down what the habit is that you want to create or you want to get rid of, okay? So write that down. Then spend the next week, before you do anything to work on the habit, spend the next week just in awareness mode. When you're in awareness mode, you will start to recognize some habits. You will start to recognize Uh, the loop inside the habit. So you're going to see and listen to, oh, that's interesting. I did it again today. Or, oh, that's right. That's what that is. So as you bring that in and you falter and you have that habit again, so maybe the habit may be, you know, um, yelling at your kids or... Something like that. There's always going to be some sort of a trigger point that creates the habit loop start. So as you get into the awareness stage, start to look for the trigger point and then recognize what emotion is attached, okay? So recognizing the feelings and then you'll see how your actions followed suit, okay? Thoughts, feelings, actions. This is something that is particularly helpful for people that struggle with anxiety as well um, because the anxiety will start with thoughts. It will start with memories, right, oftentimes. And so um, recognizing that if you take the time to start to learn the thought pattern first and work on changing The thought or stopping the thought pattern and shifting your thoughts, then you'll be able to work towards changing the feelings. And when the feelings change, that uh, fear or panic or um, claustrophobic feeling, whatever it may be, people experience differently, will be able to settle. Okay, I think that's. enough about that part. So we get into our thoughts. The first step was to look at awareness. So you spend a week in awareness. And journaling would be really, really helpful here. Okay. Um, Journaling is really great for uncovering what is happening in the lower brain, what is happening in that reaction brain thinking about and asking yourself questions about why this habit is there, how it serves you, because there's obviously some sort of payoff happening there. This, um, there's a lot of deeper work that I do specifically with my clients in uncovering what's happening inside of the lower brain and we do some exercises and ask specific questions to help uncover that and go a little bit deeper. We just don't have the time to do that here and um so take a little bit of time though and just start by doing journaling and writing down what you've found over the week then the next step is to recognize as well the feelings that were attached right so you're going to be journaling all about that so the next week you can write down okay I know what the habit is I know what's triggering the habit And I want to, and I recognize what the actions are coming, right? This is something that keeps happening. So when you come to that space, and that's week number two, you're going to want to start to create an outline of what you want to happen. What is the outcome that you do want? So that you can see and gauge the gap between the two. Okay, the next step is looking at... What are you willing to give up or let go of in order to get what you want? So in order to get what you want, you're going to have to give up something. And what you're giving up may be a little bit of time in an area, but it's most likely a belief that you have, okay? So it's most likely tied to that connection of what the payoff is for doing that, okay? and I hope that you're staying with me on this. It is something that can get really interesting when you're working one-on-one with a client. It's a little bit trickier to explain it without being able to give an example with a coaching client. Hopefully one day we'll be able to do a podcast with an actual client. That would be fun, wouldn't it? So after you have worked on figuring out what the problem is, and awareness of the problem where you would like to go with it and what you are willing to give up the next step is to create some inevitable success for yourself so when you're wanting to set yourself up for success you now know what your trigger is so you're going to set yourself up for success by removing the triggers so hopefully the trigger is not a person (laughs) if it is a person maybe you can change something inside of the circumstance Um, to create a shift there. But let's say that the space where you are at is a trigger of junk food. So what you could do is remove the junk food from the house, okay? Um, maybe the trigger is walking into the kitchen late at night to be snacking. So I had this for a while. I kept showing up in the pantry at 9 o'clock at night and standing there feeling like, oh, I'm craving something, but I have no idea what it is. And no matter what I sampled and tried to eat in different things, nothing was satisfying that craving. Um, but it turned out that what I was craving wasn't food at all. What I was craving was Uh, some time for myself just some alone time just some refreshing time so what I started doing instead of going through all of the items and sampling everything was I started making myself a cup of herbal tea so that it would calm and relax me and it totally filled the need to be snacky and munchy in the evening Um, so that's something that is something to look at as well is sometimes when we feel hungry The question is, what am I hungry for, right? Okay, so you've set yourself up for some success, and now you get into practice mode. Remember that when you're practicing, it doesn't mean perfection, right? You're going to slip and fall a bit, but the more you practice, the more your lower brain, your reactive brain, can copy and memorize that practice that practice loop and then as time goes on you will have an easier time being able to have that as a habit that you can come to and do without even thinking about it anymore just like driving that uh, route to the gym that I do. I hope that that makes sense. There was a lot of different information in there and I did get a little bit distracted because my phone was buzzing beside me. Someone was calling me. Um, so let's just kind of wrap it up. I'm gonna bring it all back together. So the very first thing is thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions. So the first step inside of thoughts is to look for awareness, spend some time there. Then look at the feelings that are attached to that and ask yourself what's the payoff and what, Am I possibly needing to give up in order to get the new habit that I would like? Looking at the goal of what you want to have, setting yourself up for success because now you can take and remove maybe some triggers for yourself. And one of the last things that I would add is it's nice to be able to have some accountability. So that is going to create a stronger sense of, fulfillment when you have someone that is doing this with you or you have someone that you are holding yourself accountable to. So that is the pattern to create any new habit or get rid of any old habit. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you next week.